the trailer sounds like <laughs> yep it was uh jeff's pick what made yep. you choose this one because it's on amazon prime and i've never seen it before yeah first time watch for kia as well mm-hmm. uh, are we reading the synopsis oh yes oh, I, there's a quick one on imdb okay, let's do it when two bumbling employees at a medical supply warehouse accidentally release a deadly gas into the air the vapors cause the dead to rise again as zombies Boom. Cool. There you go. This is uh, kind of famously a John Russo jam or whatever, Mm -hmm. and he was the original partner of George Romero. So George Romero, you know, made Night of the Living Dead with Russo, and they had legal disputes about what to do with the series post 
uh, Night of the Living Dead success. And they kind of branched off uh, apart from each other. And then the legal dispute, George Romero won the use of the word dead in his titles. That's why they become mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, and so on. Okay. And Russo won the rights to Living Dead. So all of his paraphernalia or related projects are Living Dead. Hmm. Um, and that's what this was. And apparently, from what I understand, his original treatment or script was a lot more serious. And when O'Bannon took over, that's when it became a comedy. Hmm. And I think it was intended as kind of a belated sequel to the original Nine Living Dead originally. And it became oh, something okay. different as time kind of went on. Because I'm pretty sure O'Bannon like, revised the script like almost completely. I don't, I don't know hmm. how much of the original stuff... Uh, is retained so yeah i uh i liked all the, the comedy elements of it yeah. i thought it made it like really entertaining there's trivia on imdb where it says o'bannon was aiming for a pacing similar to the screwball comedies of howard hawks which were fast stepping on each other's lines mm. i wanted it to sound chaotic Owen! have the evening papers gone to press yet in about an hour get out your pencil oh jay you're in no mood to talk for publication go up and lie down for are a while. you still here get out I want to make a statement to the press. I have just fired Lily Garland. I've thrown her out of my theater like a dead rat. Now, take it easy, sir. Well, what are we going to do, O.J.? All the announcements are up for the opening. We'll open. But how? Do you think I need any Lily Garland to open a show of mine? There's no actress in town who can hold a candle to her. There isn't, eh? I'll show you. But who? Who? Quiet! That's what IMDb says. Yeah, um, well, I think they succeeded. Um, there's lots of uh, uh, hysterics and, you know, like uh, immediately these guys uh, fly off the handle and th- there's no, like, uh, quiet contemplation. Everyone's always screaming and, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, are we going crazy? No, it's that crap from the tanks. They've got their chemicals. It's all over everything. Stupid asshole. Watch your tongue. Yeah, that's probably like so. We've got well, I don't know if you want to talk about that yet or not, but I was gonna say, like, one of the biggest laughs in the movie to me is just how over the top he is when he's screaming in the beginning when they first get uh, exposed to the gases and stuff. Right, Frank and Freddie both. Yeah, yeah, when. Yeah, I mean, just basically setting up the premise, uh, Frank is showing you know, Freddie, a new employee at this medical supply company, just all the kind of grotesque stuff that they have there. They have uh, skeletons, obviously, and they have um, dogs cut in half for veterinarian use and uh, school, veterinarian school, and then they have cadavers and for medical school. And uh, he brags about, Frank, the older guy, brags about how in the basement... They have corpses left over from the Night of the Living Dead incident, which he claims to be a real thing that they based a movie on, but changed all the elements. Which also, that's a really funny part. I think, for me, the first laugh was the title card at the beginning that claims everything in this is factual Mm. and verbatim (laughs) true. So it definitely sets a tone very early on. How do you think they were able to use the Night of the Living Dead, like the title of the movie, in this movie? Uh... I just, I, I guess, I thought they wouldn't, they wouldn't have been able to do that. Well, Russo still has claim to Nine Living Dead, okay? Um, because he actually infamously also made a new version of Nine Living Dead 
uh, for the 30th anniversary, he shot new scenes and Im- inserted them into the Night of the Living Dead like uh, movie proper or whatever, and yeah, people hate it. I mean, people just, yeah, what were you going to say, Jeff? I say George Lucas did, but before oh, George Lucas. Kind of, yeah, yeah, very similar, where he, he added like a, a scene towards the beginning and like a epilogue scene at the end mm-hmm. of Night of the Living Dead. So yeah, I, I think if Russo is associated with it, I think they can kind of use that loose mythology or whatever. Is he still and alive? I think Russo still is. Um, Plus, I think that the uh, Night of the Living Dead is public domain. Oh, that's a good point. Was it 1985? Yeah, well, Night of the Living Dead is... Uh, I think they screwed up um, the copyright for it. Like, they never submitted the proper paperwork or whatever, so it's always been public domain. It never... And that's one of the reasons it was on television really early, and mm-hmm. it went to all these different drive-ins and stuff like that. And you see, see people watching it on TV a lot in movies. Yeah. Because it's like, well, this is a, we don't have to pay for this one. We Absolutely. Just... And there's a lot of, like... Uh, you know, riff track style stuff mm-hmm. for Nine Living Dead. That's kind of a common one people do and joke around with. So yeah, I don't think anyone. And also, I think Walking Dead originally was going to be set in the Nine Living Dead universe, and they decided yeah. later to stop it. And that's one of the reasons it was in black and white in the beginning, supposedly. Yeah, uh, like the first little. I think they did like a five or six page little preview thing to kind of shop around. They took mm. it to Image, and. Uh, because it was public domain, uh, Robert Kirkman thought, like, well, you know, it's a, it's a title people know, Night of the Living Dead, so we'll just do a Night of the Living Dead comic book set in that same town and everything. Yeah. And then when he submitted it to Jim Valentino and Image Comics, he was like, why don't you just make up your own zombie thing? It doesn't, it doesn't really have to be attached to this yeah. movie. I wonder why it zeroed in on Atlanta. That's actually, I've never really thought about it before. Yeah. There's something know. different, probably. Because yeah. they never have horror that takes place in the South unless it's in the backwoods right. somewhere. Yeah. In red, redneck style stuff. So. Yeah. But uh, we have these horror critics journals by Cheap Chills, and we were taking notes during the yes. movie. Let's, Got any yeah. good notes? Let's see. There's a section where it just says cast script, costume, special effects, spine-chilling scenes, horrifying moments, jump scares, sexy bods, and laughs. And that's the only part that I actually filled out was... One sexy bod, and I, I, I stopped at five laughs, but there's more than five laughs. I didn't count it, because I didn't, for some reason, look at the back of the book, where it has, like, an example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the I back, they do count either. it. They also, it's, I thought it was funny that the excerpt on the back is for the thing, and for sexy bod, they listed Wilford Brimley. I just thought <laughs> So, yeah, I didn't do any tallying. But, no, for sexy bods, I did say zero. And for jump scares, I said, how many jump scares did you say? None. Me too. That's <laughs> yeah, I didn't have jump scares. Yeah, th- there were a few moments of like, um, like where I think we audibly cringed, sort of, if that makes any sense, or went like, ooh, you know, at like uh, a point of violence or whatever, but there was yeah. never a moment where I felt like we jumped or anything like that. Yeah, I didn't really, this movie was, wasn't really scary, but it was, yeah. Yeah. it's gory and it's funny. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, like, uh, since I watched it as a kid, I was pretty young. Um, I took it seriously. It's it's oh, funny right. watching it now as an adult and just seeing how start to finish it's silly and funny and over the top. But uh, I remember being really upset by it and or not upset. I wasn't like crying my pillow, but I, I mm-hmm. my stomach hurt in certain yeah. points. Like when they're interrogating the one zombie uh, late in the movie, they they interrogate a zombie, they capture one and tie her to a slab and interrogate her. You can hear me. Yes. 
Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Brains only. Yes. Why? The pain. What about the pain? The pain of being dead. to be dead why do you eat brains and right. she's like you know i eat brains to uh, stop the pain i can feel myself decomposing mm -hmm. and now it's very silly and yeah. you know she's kind of a puppet and it looks kind of silly and everything but i remember being really disturbed by that as a little kid just mm -hmm. thinking like oh oh that's why they do this oh no <laughs> yeah. you know just like, taking it all seriously the whole time and uh that uh, scene in particular i thought was really cool i, I think that uh puppet looked really good yeah especially for the time Oh, for sure. And probably the budget. I can't imagine this was like a very high budget yeah. film or whatever. I thought there's a lot of good special effects, like physical, or you know what I mean? Like, like practical special yeah, effects. Yeah, practical yeah. effects. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what about uh, any other notes from the, or from the Cheap Shills journal? Anything else that jumped out from the beginning here? For cast, I put that I thought it was very hammy and a bit much at times, but you guys said that they did that intentionally. And if they were trying to do like a slapstick comedy, then that would have been intentional, yeah. not yeah. just bad acting or whatever. But I mean, if the tone didn't work for you and you thought it was hammy, that's still relevant. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if I look at it as a funny movie, a fun movie, then it, it works. Yeah. But I guess I went in thinking this might, this is going to be scary and kind of serious, like not a living dead. Yeah. And it, and it's not so. Well, and, it's kind of tough to imagine back in the day uh, because Romero had started back up making sequels with uh, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, which also kind of have their moments of camp and everything. But for the most part, it's pretty serious. So I'm sure there were some zombie fans that were like, oh, this is the other guy that helped make Nine Living Dead. Let's yeah. check this out. And then they were like, huh. You know, there probably <laughs> were expectations that were kind of dashed when they saw this because it was just so silly. Yeah. I also heard that this is the first movie, the first zombie movie where it's uh, zombies are craving brains in particular. Yeah. It's not just eating human flesh. As far as I know, it is that that's the yeah. whole gag, and and it's so prevalent in pop culture now that yeah. zombies eat brains. But this and is them just where it starts, brains, right? You know, like yeah. the tar man does. Oh yeah. Who's there? That tar man is like super cool. The tar man <laughs> zombie is is easily one of the best creature designs for zombies oh, yeah. around. Yeah, and like just the way that actor like moves. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's really cool looking. Absolutely. Where's that from? Who's what? From? The tar zombie. He he's the guy, the one that um, that is in the basement. That's oh, all like oh, slimy yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, the Juana man that guy. Actually, literally calls him Tar Man at one point because yeah, I thought yeah. that was a nickname someone else had given him, but mm -hmm. a character actually calls him Tar Man. Yeah. Jesus Christ! That's our friend, the Tar Man guy. I did think for like looking at the journal where it says spine-chilling scenes and horrifying moments. For spine-chilling scenes, I I wrote the zombies coming out out of the graves, like that first shot where they show. It's like a long shot or whatever, and there's like zombies coming mm -hmm. out of the graves. I thought that was pretty scary. And then for horrifying moments, I thought the fact that Freddie and Frank, like, I guess they, they're directly exposed to those fumes in the basement. Yeah. 
it causes them to become corpses. I thought when you realize that, that that was pretty horrifying, like, like his body is stiffening up and the, 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 um, coroner, not coroner, I guess medical examiner, mortician, mortician tries to like move him and it's like, he's hard to move. And I just thought, oh my God, his body is going to break or something. So I thought that was pretty horrifying because that's, that would be a scarier way to die. You're just slowly, I mean, you're dying, but you're like, you're feeling it. Well, but then you don't really die. You just start, you just start wanting brains. But it's still very painful. Well, it's kind of like death, like the classic zombie movies where, you know, when they come back as a zombie, they're different is we got to see him go from a a teenager to the moment where he's scared of death and Uh his girlfriend's literally clutching him as he dies. And then instantly he comes back and he's like, like, oh, I see you differently now. And mm -hmm. he's all calm about it. Yeah. I can finally see one thing and one thing only that can leave this world with suffering what Freddy? what? live it's like how it is in Walking Dead when they get bit they just get yeah. sick until they just turn into a zombie yeah one thing I was going to say too about you mentioned the uh, you know the tense scene where the zombies are coming out of the graves or whatever I thought it was really cool how they did the the split uh, almost like an ant farm type of thing where you could see the oh, soil yeah, yeah. and you could see them kind of coming mm. up through the soil. I thought that was a neat idea. Yeah. And also they, they showed that when the acid rain was coming down mm-hmm. um, and kind of infecting all the corpses, yeah. you could see like the, the water coming down and I don't that know. I thought really that cool was a neat scene. idea. I've never seen that in another movie. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't believe so. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, I don't know. It's a great shot of just, it's a great, great classic image of all these zombies just, like, digging themselves out of the mm. ground around their uh, tombstones and stuff. It's really cool. It, it's interesting, too, that Kia, when we were watching it, you brought up uh, Thriller mm-hmm. and kind of, like, similar imagery that kind of uh, crosses over between those two things. But I, I would only assume they were made concurrently. Like, they, there can't be that much influence between the two. Yeah, I think... Uh, the album came out thriller in 82 but the video didn't come out till like 84 yeah and i read online that uh and i might want to double check this real quick before i say <laughs> it but they were i read on here um that yeah, right here filming began in on july 9th 1984 and finished several months later in october but like if they and then it came out in 84 too right the movie? Yeah. It's 85, right? Oh, 85. Okay, my mistake. Yeah. I thought, like, man, they, like, finished it and, like, put it out in the theater like, immediately. <laughs> like, so probably so, not influenced by Thriller, but... It's neat that they came out the same time, though. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like like minds type of situation, I guess. Mm-hmm. Zombies were huge, I guess, for a couple I think years it's, there. Yeah. it's definitely influenced by, like, the arrival of music videos, which I guess all early 80s... Not all, but 80s movies tended to be. Yeah. Because... Um, like the cast, which I think we should talk about because I think they were interesting. It was a, it was a weird group. The I, kids. I, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a group of punk teens and then like a group of middle aged men. That's kind of like the two. The punk teens you know, seem like they would have been out of New York, but apparently 
there is a thriving punk scene in Louisville, Kentucky yeah. in 1985. And then, but okay. they have like one preppy girl in their group. One. Which I guess yeah. she's there's like, a guy. They're cool with her. Yeah. There's a guy that's preppy too, right? Yeah, there's a he's guy with like preppy. the blazer. And Freddie is apparently their friend and he doesn't look Yeah, he's kind of a super nerdy, punk rock. Yeah. yeah. Um, Square. Maybe there's only, maybe those are the only punks in the town. They're like, <laughs> so we, we got to hang out with together. more than just like four right. people. Like, <laughs> Well, and, and they did an okay job of, uh, if it's set in Louisville, not to trash Louisville, but I'm just stereotyping the South a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, these kids didn't have much to do. They were just like literally yeah. driving around going That's like, what are, what are we doing tonight? You know, cause let's go get naked in the graveyard. <laughs> do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? The worst way would be for a bunch of old men to get around me and start fighting and eating me alive. They would tear off my clothes. Let's get some light over here. Because <laughs> when, I, when I saw them driving, I could see uh, Los Angeles City Hall in the background, mm-hmm. in the distance. And I was like, well, they're in Los Angeles. They have all kinds yeah. of shit to do, especially if they're punk rock kids in 1984. Yeah. I, I was, and it was July 4th also. That's yeah. notable. They say the literal date at the beginning of the movie. So it's like a holiday on top of it and everything. Yeah. There should have been ki- fireworks at some point. There should have been just, all kinds of stuff going oh, on. Yeah. But they kind of forgot that it was July 4th, I guess, at a certain <laughs> point. I was not a fan of any of the... Women characters, female characters, the the ladies, because I thought they were pretty much all ineffectual, and they screamed and cried the whole time. And then the the one that was nicknamed Trash, which I take that however you want it, was kind of trashy. And she was like getting naked in the graveyard, and and she looked like with her red hair, she looked like a cross between Ziggy Stardust. And Marilyn Manson from Mechanical Animals. Oh, yeah. A little bit. The dope show. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, you get your nicknames by doing things. So, you it's know, true. she's called Trash because... I care less you know, about her nickname but and more just about... I know it's the 80s. And, you know, we've come a long way, I guess. But I just... None of the, none of the women characters did anything of note. Like, nothing. Well, no. <laughs> that's very true. And... <laughs> Uh, but the the male characters, although they're trying to be assertive, yeah. don't really get anything accomplished either. I mean, everyone in this is kind of hapless and just running and screaming pretty much the whole movie. Well, they kind of do a lot more, though. They at least they barricade <laughs> the doors. They they fight off some of the zombies. The, the female characters seem like they're crying most of the time. And one girl is just crying over her boyfriend the whole time. Yeah. And in all fairness, he is dying. I mean, so, you know. And this is a uh, comedy. I feel like we're taking this way too but seriously. Was it suppo- <laughs> well, I guess it was supposed to be a comedy. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, there's still, uh, you know, something to be said for there's, what, three female characters, right? Because there's. I think so. Yes. Not, not including the, the, the older lady, the wife. But, oh, I forgot yeah. About her. oh, yeah. yeah. But they're not really involved in it. <laughs> the colonel, the colonel. There, there's a colonel character in this that has two <laughs> scenes. In the very, very beginning, we see him come home from work, and he is very upset because his wife has prepared lamb chops and he already had it for lunch. <laughs> and then he dis- disappears. He's not there again for the rest of the movie until the very end when uh, the zombie epidemic has gotten really out of hand mm-hmm. and they call a 1 800 number that was attached <laughs> to the <laughs> containment unit that had the original Nile Living Zed zombies or whatever. Uh, which they should have called in the beginning, apparently. 
uh, and then he was consulted. And uh, yes, he has. He's a he's an older man, but his yeah. wife has features that make her seem considerably older yeah. than him. It, it just kind of jumped. I think all three of us noted it at one point. Where it's like, oh, okay, like I noted it. And y'all disagreed with me. <laughs> At the end, I agreed with you, though. Because in the beginning, I was like, oh, no, he's an old guy. Like, they probably are the same age, but this, she looks, her look overall. I don't overall. think I said anything at all when you I, said Oh, that. you were like the biggest <laughs> proponent, Jeff. You were like, who's this old hag? <laughs> this robust man wouldn't be banging that, Jeff. No, that's what uh, Kia said. And then I said, <laughs> oh, God. Kia was like, why is, why is, this, is this his mom? No. Oh, you did, did say that. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but back to the, the the trash character, the lady, the girl, the lady yeah. named Trash. Very iconic, by the way. I think a is lot she? of people, yeah, okay. a lot of people that watch this movie and remember the movie, mm-hmm. the trash mm-hmm. stuff is um, what is seen as some of the funniest. You know, the whole idea of like stripping in a graveyard and then literally saying, "Oh, wouldn't it be just crazy if a bunch of old men just started to gather around me and then eat me alive in this graveyard?" <laughs> just like she says it all yeah. cheesy and handball. And then of course it ends up happening. She, yeah. you know, is caught out in the graveyard yeah. alone and, and naked, and they chow down on her. And it's weird because there's that scene where she like strips naked, and in my mind I thought like, wouldn't it be hilarious if she was just naked through the whole movie now? And she was. She was. <laughs> oh, that was pretty bizarre. And two things, two things: the zombies eat her alive, but then her body magically heals itself. Yeah. And she slowly and seductively walks towards a homeless man naked, and then kills him. So no explanation yeah. for how her body is. I mean, it's totally healed. Yeah, and, and it's her, clean too. <laughs> like there's no mud or anything. Also, on her that. face is like demonic. Like yeah. Some reason her neck and face look, you know, like Gremlins esque like or yeah, something. Like it's all Lost Boys, where like they oh, turn yeah. into vampires. She's got exactly. That same look. Almost like a Buffy vampire, yeah. you know, in the face. But like, yeah, like Kia pointed out. I mean, it literally shows, you know, half a dozen men, if not more. Yeah. Biting into her or mm-hmm. at- attempting to bite into her, and then she doesn't have a mark on her. She's just like statuesque. Well, maybe, maybe these uh, zombies were so turned on by <laughs> just... her that instead of eating her, they were just like licking her, <laughs> and kissing her, and like, yeah, baby. It was, it was just enough to infect her quickly. They just, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe. I did see trivia that um, the suicide, well, that the I guess the director, I think it was, didn't realize there were going to be so many um, women going to see the movie. Mm. And that if he had known that, he would have had the suicide character be naked. So Oh, he would have been all like, yeah, let's, let's do this uh, punk There rock. would have just been two naked people <laughs> we, running We should around. note that uh, when Kia said that, she rolled her eyes. Said what? <laughs> you say, oh, he was going to be naked. Well, like, you wouldn't be that excited. I think it's just the lowest. It's just, it's, I mean, it takes, I, I, I don't know. Well, I, I went. In, I went into this thinking it was going to be a serious movie, like Night of the Living Dead. So when I saw that it wasn't, I, it, I was let down a little bit. So I was like, "Oh, okay, it's just this girl's running around naked the whole time," and you know. That's the other thing too. At the tone of this movie, uh, something I think jumped out a lot too. I think Jeff noted it first was during a lot of the the really tense moments, like when zombies are bashing through doors and they're trying to barricade the doors and. Uh, tense moments like that. Um, there's like pop rock, uh, or oh, pop, yeah. you know, kind of poppy punk rock tunes start up, and it's all like, hey, hey, <laughs> the zombies coming, what you gonna do? Baby, your ass fall, eat her home, ten. The whole dads and Grammy say you reach top, and so do the dead.
kind of silly stuff instead of really tense, like um, dramatic music that mm-hmm. normally would accompany th- those moments or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think tongue I th- firmly in cheek. Yeah. You know? I think if uh, they could have made it seem a little more serious and scary if they had just with like a little bit of like slight editing, you know, mm-hmm. like change the music and maybe like cut a few things here and there. But like Kia noted, I mean, they would have to really turn down some of the acting. I mean, oh, like, yeah. especially, especially <laughs> Freddie and Frank, which I think they're hilarious. Yeah. I think both of those guys are just knock it out of the park. But it, yeah, if you're watching it and expecting a serious movie, like they start acting ridiculous almost from the moment yeah. Yeah. The, they're exposed to the zombie virus or whatever. They're just like, you know, like just really <laughs> over the top and they're fantastic. What does, do you guys, either one of you have pulled up? Nine or Return of the Living Dead, like the cast, or whatever. I was just trying to remember the guy that played Frank. I know his last name is Karen. James Karen. Yeah, James Karen. He's the guy that recently died, and he was in the Oscars in memoriam because apparently he's been in quite a few things, obviously. And um, I think Gilbert Gottfried and his podcast brings him up a lot, and he's someone that they've interviewed a few times and. But uh, when, when he was in the in memoriam thing for the Academy Awards, they actually used a scene from Return of the Living Dead as like his little moment in the memoriam editing. It was like him and Freddie, mm-hmm. you know, Frank and Freddie, like standing there, you know, like kind of freaking out, or whatever. And I just remember watching that. For one thing, I didn't think about it in the moment, but mm-hmm. they, they omitted Dick Miller, which was a pretty big deal, and Julie Adams uh, from Creature of the Black Lagoon. Um, and a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people got left out, but. Uh, but yeah, that they include James Karen and they use a Return of the Living Dead moment <laughs> in the Academy Awards. I just thought, I thought that was pretty crazy, you yeah. know, pretty cool too. Yeah. What did y'all think about the zombies talking? Did that? You should say. What did you think about it? Because you're like a really big Walking Dead fan, and uh, so it's very different from what you're used to. Well, I've never. I guess I've never seen zombies talk in movies before, mm-hmm. so that did. Um, took me out of it a little bit, but again, I'm still expecting this to be a scary movie, not a funny movie. If I, if I had gone in knowing that it was funny, then I think I would have been like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like ghoulies go to college. They're talking all of a sudden. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's worth noting too that this spawned a few sequels. There, there's a part two and three, and I think they got up to four or five. They, oh, they, wow. it, quite, it got quite a few. But I will and, say the scene that you mentioned with the lady on the slab talking, mm-hmm. that did make me feel more sympathetic towards them because yeah. then it's like they're in pain. It's like they there's they don't have any control over it. But I wonder if they could be reasoned with because they do still have their their minds intact. If you if you could be like, hey, wait, we can get you pig brains. Could be. Can they be reasoned with? It could. Yeah, know. that's an interesting idea. And actually, I think it's a pretty good point that for all the silliness of this movie, they at least try to give a, a reason for the zombies having a motive to kill humans and eat them. Uh, because in the Romero versions, it's just like a drive. There, there's never any explanation as to why they want to eat human flesh. It's just something that they do, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Mystery, mystery is good, too. But it's kind of cool that they give a literal reason, like brains help stave off the pain of decaying or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. So, And again, it's stuck with pop culture because it's in all kinds of cartoons. And like, I think anytime Simpsons does some kind of zombie-esque thing, they're very much in the vein of the Return of the Living Dead zombies. Oh, yeah. There was an interesting bit of trivia that the part of Bert, who was the, um, what was he exactly? Like a mortician? 
that what you're talking about? Who's Bert? I think Bert was Clue Gallagher's character. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he was the owner of the medical facility. Okay. Yeah. Was originally that part was originally offered to Leslie Nelson, but he wanted too much money. Really? It was offered to like three people. Who were the other guys? <laughs> um, Robert Weber. Who I'm not sure who that is. It right, says he hated the script. Then they tried Scott Brady. I'm not sure who that is. Mm. Who was too sick and actually died a year later. Oh gosh. They finally went with Clue Gallagher. Gulager, um, right before the first day of filming. Huh. I also read hmm. earlier that uh, that scene where Frank uh, puts himself into the the crematorium. Yeah, thing, yeah. Uh, the reason he did that was because he was in originally in the script. He was supposed to join like the mob of zombies outside, but he didn't want to stand outside in the rain. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he was just like, "I'll just kill myself in the scene." And I'm like, "All right." Which is interesting because they got exposed to that stuff at the mm. same time. So one of them is fully gone over. Yeah. And the other is still intact enough to be like, this is wrong. I'm just going to kill myself. Yeah. Well, I think um, interesting. Frank is from the greatest generation. And he has stronger, <laughs> you know, genetic makeup than, you know, a boomer, which is what uh, Freddie would have been. Yeah. So Freddie was weak is what I'm trying to say. And uh, he deserved he deserved what he got. Uh, I also thought that was kind of a neat idea that um, something worth noting. If you've never seen this movie, these zombies are indestructible. That that's that's a new thing. I was wondering that. Yeah, like yeah. Th- these guys, the traditional thing where you can destroy a zombie's brain and they're dead does not apply to these guys at all. They they can be literally split in half and they will keep coming for you. You can dismember them. Uh, their arms and legs will keep will keep operating and going after you. So and they're also fast and smart. Uh, Tarman in the beginning, he's one of the first zombies featured. Uh, literally is using a pulley system to try to open up a barricaded door. Like they're mm-hmm. they're they're very intelligent, and uh, I I think they're even though it's a screwball comedy, they're almost kind of like the scariest version of zombies because yeah. they have all the benefits and none of the downsides. Yeah, they're so, like the fast version. Yeah, and just like just because you know they're zombies didn't mean that they're like. They still don't can't think anymore. Oh yeah, you know? like the, they're still pretty cognitive, pretty intelligent. I, I mean, they have a a single drive to eat brains, but otherwise they'll they'll use their own intelligence to get that. Yeah. Um, a great gag that's running all through the movie is um, the zombies realize they can use the radios yeah. of paramedics <laughs> to keep calling for more paramedics to show yeah. up, and they just kill the new paramedics as they show up, and it keeps yeah. snowballing throughout the. <laughs> and movie. they hide. They're all like, oh, "Okay, yeah. they're coming." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they all like, send run. more cops. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, they they literally hide and wait for the paramedics to show yeah. up. So the paramedics talking. Yeah, the paramedics <laughs> come out and they're like, "What's going on?" And then suddenly this horde of zombies just jumps <laughs> yeah. on top of them. So it's very different than the usual uh, zombie that you're used to, especially since the revival in the early aughts with uh, Walking Dead and Dawn of the Dead and you know stuff like that, the remake. <laughs> I like also, <laughs> right after Freddy is exposed to the gas, Freddy and Frank, mm-hmm. you know, Freddy is freaking out and he's like, this fucking job, you know, like, and Frank is like, you watch your tongue if you want to keep this job, you know, that, like, it suddenly becomes like, like this job. <laughs> the fuck I just, would I want to I just love the logic. The internal yeah. logic of the movie is really funny sometimes. Oh, and the, the doggies that get reanimated. That's kind of a funny gag at the, near the beginning too. Oh yeah. The cadavers of the dogs. Cut yeah. in half. <laughs> this they is start good. freaking out, start hitting it with that. Uh, they, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? 
um, podcast ago, we did the Halloween epi- an episode about one of the Halloween movies with um, Danielle Harris. Danielle, Danielle Harris, Harris I mean. yeah. Um, and was talking about how she had to do these stunts and everything and that it wasn't safe. So this is interesting from trivia. It says the scene where Tina falls through a broken step was done without the actor's knowledge. The director what? had a false step put in while she was at lunch, then told her to do a test run up the stairs. She wound up banged and bruised as a result. And also, the, and also it's the reason why she didn't get up immediately and run in the scene. Hmm. That's, That's really, insane. Why don't you just tell her? Yeah, they're actors. Yeah. What, what, yeah. <laughs> he must it's not like have when very much she confidence. went to lunch, he was like, oh, get the step, get the yeah. step. I wanted this authentic as fuck for the screwball <laughs> zombie comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's why when she went, goes down the steps, it's totally normal. Mm. <laughs> and when she runs up the steps, they fall apart. Wow. Not cool, Mr. O'Bannon. <laughs> Not cool. So looking at our cheap th- chills, the Horror Critics Journal, they give a uh, overall thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, man, that's tough. Not for me. Thumbs up. Loved it. Yeah, I gave it a thumbs up easily. It's, I will, it has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I would have given it maybe more in the 60s. Yeah. So still fresh. Passable, but just not. it didn't knock it out of the park for you. So, yeah, thumbs up and thumbs down. I, I, I want to circle, like, the middle <laughs> part. You need to draw a little <laughs> fist, you know. It's like neither one. Because I don't think it's horrible. But I don't. I wouldn't say it's. It wasn't as good as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, it has um, a pretty big reputation because I yeah. could I could see going into it with like high expectations and yeah. kind of being a little disappointed. It's like when I finally saw there's something about Mary and um, uh, what's that movie with the the guy with the little with the curly hair and the side and the and the friend named like Pedro oh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. When I finally saw those, I was like, I don't get it. Because it took me years to finally watch them after they had been like built up so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would give it in the middle, like a like a solid fist. <laughs> give it a fisting. Um, what did you, what did you draw? I saw that you drew something. Oh gosh. There's a section in the the critics journal for draw something scary. Well, I drew I drew the scene that I thought was the scariest, and that was the zombies coming out of the graveyard. I, but I can't draw so i just I, drew little hands i could tell it was a, it was a graveyard but i thought those were flowers not like <laughs> the zombie hands coming out i drew a little little tar man guy see that's much better that you can actually nice. draw a little tongue tarman we should we should post our drawings yeah i'll, I'll go um cool so uh are we grading it sure sure i mean we gave it a thumbs up but i'll give it a i'll go first i'll give it a solid a I give it an A. I don't know. It was fun. Nice. I enjoyed it. I'll give it a C. C. Yeah. So like a B-ish. Yeah. B plus maybe. Yeah. It's not bad. Solid. Well. As a rock. Let's sign this shit off. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and we, we just reviewed the Return of the, the Living Dead. Brains. We did have a a poll that was related to this online, and it caught fire. Um, I posted on Twitter, back to the basics, favorite zombie film. Don't see yours? Comment below. 
The choices were Shaun of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead, and Train to Busan. <laughs> I wanted to put something new <laughs> in there. That's one of the movies I wanted to see, but we never saw Yeah, it. it's supposed to be heard of that one. It's, I think it's Korean, I think is what yeah. it is. But it's supposed to be really, really good. Any guesses? We had 192 votes. Wow. So a lot, a lot of people weighed in, and there were a lot of responses. I'll kind of get some of the highlights from people. I'm guessing it's either Shaun of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead. Good guesses? <laughs> I'll guess Shaun of the Dead. It, for the longest time, Shaun of the Dead was in the, in the lead, but I think it kind of started picking up as people were commenting and stuff, and mm-hmm. more and more people started voting. And Night Living Dead got 38% of the vote. Shaun got 32, Night, or excuse me, Return of the Living Dead got 23. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And Train to Busan only got 7%. Oh. But yeah, Sean had a really strong opening. I thought, I thought it was going to win. A lot of different comments and everything. A lot of people named Dawn of the Dead, both the original and the remake. Mm-hmm. There were several people weighing in with that. Our buddy Justin with the dad bod. He, he mentioned uh, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead is one of his favorites. And a lot of people, even though Nine Living Dead was one of the choices, still said Nine Living Dead. You know what I mean? Like in the comments, just going like, yeah. none of them touch the original yeah. kind of granddaddy of them all. A few people noted 28 Days Later, which is one Kia wanted me to put in the poll, but I was too squeamish because they're not kind of the traditional zombies. So I was like, uh, people will be upset probably. If that was on the poll, that would have been my choice. Yeah. 28 Days Later. That's your favorite. Yeah. That's a good one. It is, it's definitely it's a really great movie. I remember seeing that in the theater and being yeah. just like super energized by it. Like just it was really wish. cool. We should do another poll, favorite fast zombie movie. Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> that is a good idea. Two fast zombie movies, 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later. What's it? Well, <laughs> I guess this, this one. one yeah. Dawn of the Dead, Return of the Living Dawn Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And then our buddy Adam Trout at Psychocinephile, um, he put, uh, out of the four, I went with Nine of the Living Dead, because how could I not? But Dawn and Brain Dead are two of my all-time favorites. Brain Dead uh, being the Peter Jackson oh, uh, yeah. zombie movie. And it's really known for being super gory and over the top. Wait, is that the one, is it also called Dead Alive? Is that the it, to be honest, it is. It's one of the trivia questions. That's why I was like, oh, oh. like I, I caught myself as I was saying it, but it's no big deal. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's called Dead Alive in North America, but okay. everywhere else it was called Brain so Dead. Like, I haven't seen Brain Dead. I was like, he's, wait, no, I've seen yeah. Dead Alive, though. He's like a purist, Adam. Adam, oh, yeah. He didn't yeah. say Dead Alive, he said Brain Dead. Yeah, I think most of the, the aficionados call it Brain Dead mm-hmm. you know, over Dead Alive because that's kind of the official title. Oh, I guess World War Z would be a fast zombie one, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, then I had a, a few people mention Fido. That's the one with Kevin Connolly oh. playing the domesticated <laughs> zombie. It's kind of like a 50s-style <laughs> yeah. uh, setting. Mm-hmm. It's a real queen of horror at Lovely Xena. Uh, she actually posted her top five zombie movies. She put uh, Mortuary uh, from 2005, Wreck 2 from 2009, Something called Death Dream, which I'm not familiar with that one, from 1972. Sugar Hill from 74. And Zombie 2 from 1979. So I think the only one of those I've heard of was Wreck 2. I've definitely heard of Sugar Hill and I've seen Zombie 2. But yeah, Mortuary and Death Dream, I don't have any idea what those are. Those are new to me. So some deep cuts from the real queen of horror. (laughs) That's why she's she's a real queen. Absolutely. Well, she she's actually a journalist. I mean, she okay. she writes about horror and stuff like that. And has her own YouTube channel and stuff like that. So Maybe, she's pretty up um, on it. We should check Shutter to see if any of those are on there. I know Rec Two has been on something Netflix or on really? demand or something. Well, I think Sugar Hill is also on Shutter. I think. Um, check them down. 
We have a I Like Rice <laughs> at I Like Rice 5. He said easily 28 days later. Nice. As his favorite yeah. or her favorite. I thought, I was like, I like rice. I've never heard of that <laughs> one before. Uh, have Jay Jennifer Williams uh, also said Return of the Living Dead. Didn't have that many people throw in with Return of the Living Dead, po- you know, past mm-hmm. disvoting for it. We have a, uh, at, uh, there's TV Geek. He's at Felnez63. Um, he said, I saw Day of the Dead opening weekend back then when I was 16 years old, which that would be a really cool one to see in 1985 when it came oh, out. Ooh, so that'd be a, that would be a cool one to see in the theater. You know, He's a teenager in yeah. 1985. Uh, yeah. That seems like it would be really fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was three. <laughs> uh, had a few World War Zs. I was kind of surprised oh. that one has some supporters. Uh, have Eric Anderson at... Uh, L. Anderson 155 uh, saying that World War Z is one of his favorites. I remember liking the movie. I liked it. I think I, was, I liked it more than I thought I was going to, but it's so dramatically different than the novel. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, it's not one of those things where you kind of have to go in with different expectations, but, and it, it's kind of crazy thinking Brad Pitt is starred in a zombie movie at some point, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it was one of those things where, I mean, honestly, I, I can only scrape the surface of how many people responded to it. It was really cool, and it speaks to, like, like the quality of horror fans. You know yeah. what I mean? That people were, like, passionately, like, throwing in with, mm-hmm. with the ones that they liked and, yeah. uh, and sometimes why. Based on um, that poll, it was uh, John the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. Return. Return of the Living Dead and... Train to Pazan. Train to Pazan. Yeah. So yeah, I tried to get a smattering of different types, you know. I guess of that of that list, I probably would have to say Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead, I've seen, but I fell asleep on it. Not because mm. I didn't like it. I think it was I was just tired, and it's been several years. It's been yeah. a long time ago. So I would have to, by default, I guess, say Night of the Living Dead in that list. But I would really pick Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah. Oh yeah, and another. A lot of people were talking about the Dawn of the Dead remake too. I think a lot of people of a certain generation, a certain age, that's like a really mm-hmm. special one. Probably one of the first that they saw, like in in general, because yeah. it was on TV so much and uh, kind of a wide release. Um, that's one of those that like surprised me because yeah. uh, I didn't see it in the theater. It was until I think. It was on Netflix or something right. years ago, and I was just like, eh, I'll put this on and see what it's like. And I was like, well, man, this is actually really good. See, and that that was in the era where I was still a pretty big, oh, well, I guess I still am, but like a, a snob about horror movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I thought Dawn of the Dead was just like untouchable. Like I thought the yeah. idea of remaking them was shitty. I hated the idea of them being fast. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw the movie, I was like, uh, they, they justified all of this. Like this was yeah. worthy of, you know, running with this idea and making them fast like this. I, I, mm-hmm. I totally liked it. So yeah, I've seen the remake, but I haven't seen the original. We, we should watch. Dawn you would the like Dead. the original. Um, it's a little slow moving, um, but, but it, it has a lot of really cool ideas and yeah. I don't know. It's just really well done. Um, and the special effects are really cool too. Tom Savini. Yeah. That's it. Uh, oh, yeah. And we got a couple of uh, reanimator uh, mentions, too. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a cool idea because they're zombies kind of of a different, you know, breed yeah. or whatever. So Also 1985. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. Good There's point. so many great movies that came out that year. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mid-'80s. Wasn't, um, there's a comedy from the 80s called, like, My Boyfriend's Back. That was a zombie movie, too, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that one. I remember that one really well. And a few mentions for Zombieland, too, by the way. Of course. It's kind of a more recent one. Of course. That's a good one. I own that movie on Blu-ray. Yeah. That is a good one. They were, were they fast, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They were. Because he's, he's like, you know, rule number one, cardio or whatever, and he's, like, running in that circle. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so, a good one. 
Yeah, thanks again, guys, for participating in the polls. We'll probably try that a little bit more often because we got so much uh, response from it and everything. It is time once again for... Welcome to Half-Ass Horror Trivia, your host, Craig. With us, Jeff. Hello, I'm Jeff. Hi, Jeff. And uh, Kia. Salutations. Hi. Well, (laughs) this week, we got a little uh, quiz about zombie, zombie, zombie. (laughs) Question number one. What is likely the first zombie film sequel? Hmm. Any guesses before I give you the options? Hmm. I don't know. Yes, Kia? Would you like the options? Yes. Dang it. What is likely the first zombie film sequel? A. The Zombie Returns. B. Son of White Zombie. C, Revolt of the Zombies. D, Danger Baby Resurrection. (laughs) Kia. Yes. C. That's correct. Revolt of the Zombies, 1936 follow-up to White Zombie. I was going, one of my guesses is going to be either White Zombie or I Walked with a Zombie is just, I was like, maybe those are sequels or something. Right, that would be almost like a trick, yeah. Uh, it was the same filmmakers that made uh, Revolt of the Zombies as a loose sequel to White Zombie. They originally wanted Bela Lugosi to return, but couldn't quite bankroll it. So, How many films are in George Romero's Dead series? Kia's directly looking at Jeff as he counts on his fingers. It's all going to be a battle of who says their name first. Kia. Yes. Five. That is incorrect. Jeff. Yes. Six? Mm. Correct. Yeah, I was going to say six. There are six. Uh, Night of Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and finally, 2009's Survival of the Dead. I've never heard of that one. The last two were the ones I couldn't think of, but I was... I got to four, and that's when you yeah. mentioned that Kia was watching me, and then I stopped. Thanks. <laughs> she was the, trying to cheat. The people listening at home I'm needed cheating. to know. <laughs> Who directed the 1990 Night of the Living Dead remake? 1990? Yes, 90s? there's a remake oh. from uh, of Night of the Living Dead that was made in 1990. Starring Tony Todd, right? Yep. Who directed that mother Joe? I don't remember. Any guesses? Or you want to, the options? I want options. Options. Okay. Who directed the 1990 Night of the Living Dead remake? A. Tom Savini. B. Greg Nicotero. C. Ernest Dickerson. D. Ted Raimi. Kia. Yes. C. Incorrect. No. Jeff. Yes. D. Ted Raimi. Incorrect. No. It was Tom Savini. Wow. Oh. Tom Savini did it, and uh, that remake has a lot of uh, cool special effects, obviously, because it's yeah, him at the helm, and I think Greg Nicotero is kind of one of the main... Greg Nicotero is one of those people that has worked on every single movie. Yeah. It's... 
Yeah, he, he kind of quietly went Man. from like the go-to person for special effects to like now I'm directing everything and yeah. I'm a showrunner now. So I see him at Monster. See him? I see him. <laughs> I see him at Monster Palooza like almost every time I go. Really? Yeah. Is he like walking the floor and stuff? Yeah, just or? walking yeah. around. I was That's like, awesome. hey, look, really? there's Greg Nicotero. Mm. I've never said anything to him or anything, but I just see him walking around. I'm like, oh, there's that guy. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's cool. Question four. In the original Night of Living Dead script, what was the term used for zombies? Jeff. Yes, Jeff? Flesh eaters. Incorrect. Lame brains? Also incorrect. Uh, options. A. Ghosties. B. <laughs> ghouls. C. Lurchers. D. Zombies. Trick question. Hmm. Ghosty sounds like a cereal. Hmm. Delicious. Sugary treat. Stop uh, stalling and give me the answer. Lurchers? Incorrect. It was ghouls. Damn. Ghouls. Mm. Little green ghouls, Betty. <laughs> Next question. In some vid... Oh, excuse me. <coughs> oh. <laughs> In some voodoo traditions, a zombie can be saved by feeding them what? Kia. Yes. Hearts. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Jeff, you have any guesses or do you want me to give you those options? Options. In some voodoo cult traditions, a zombie can be saved by feeding them what? A. Butter. B. <laughs> <laughs> B. Salt. C. Pepper. D. Lard. Mm. Shove it in their gullet. Butter, salt, pepper, lard, and what? That's it. That's all of them. There's four options. Oh, okay. Butter, salt, pepper, lard, butter. Incorrect. It's salt. I knew it would be salt. Salt. I almost wanted to yell out a joke answer first when you first said I almost said Pop Tarts or Ejaculate. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, Jeff. How do you go from Pop Tarts to that? <laughs> Jeez. It's not as hard as you think. <laughs> <laughs> Which of these celebrities was considered for the role Bill Murray played in Zombieland? Oh, Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to give you some options. Okay. This is one you have to guess from the options I provide. I, think I already know this. So, which of these celebrities was considered for the role Bill Murray played in Zombieland? A. LL Cool J. B. Justin Bieber. C. Jean Claude Van Damme. D. Sammy Davis Jr. Kia. <laughs> Yes. John claude Van Damme. It's true. John claude Van Damme was one of several that they considered before uh, going with Bill Murray. And apparently in the script, they had like a lot of different ways he was going to do the splits and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like excuses for John claude to do like his signature moves <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but apparently like Joe Pesci was considered for a while. And they were also trying to work hmm. in like Home Alone gags. And uh, so there were like a lot of different little mini versions of that. Speaking of Joe Pesci, do you know there's going to be a Netflix show or movie called The Irishman, I believe? Directed by Scorsese, starring De Niro. Is it Pacino too? And Joe Pesci. Isn't that crazy? And, and uh, Keitel too. Yeah. It's like everyone yeah. Scorsese's used in big parts pretty much is in it. Yeah. For Netflix. Yeah. That's crazy. That's why Spielberg is having like a conference, apparently. <laughs> Spielberg is having something with the MPAA and I think the Academy where he's basically trying to appeal to like not let Netflix be eligible for Oscars or something like that. That's whack. Yeah. Like he's he's apparent like the old school guard is like threatened by the idea of movies. Just make better on Netflix. movies. Yeah, I mean 
he's got to just get used to it, I would say. It's kind of the... Yeah, I feel like movie theaters are kind of on their way out. Mm. It's, uh, which, you know, in a way kind of sucks. Like, I, I miss, you know, drive-in movies. That's, like, a fun experience, but, right. like... You know, just like the, the the listeners have heard all the terrible things about when we went to see Halloween both times. Just like stuff like that makes me just like not want to go out to a theater at all. It's much better just to sit at home sometimes and watch it. Under. But movies are still doing well. I mean, yeah, apparently they're having some of their better years here the past well, couple. Well, like the, the big box office like popcorn movies are, yeah. but oh, like yeah. little smaller movies. Yeah, yeah, like, like Aroma, not. for instance, that right. won all the Oscars this year. Yeah, yeah. There are some movies that you're just like, I'm not gonna worry about seeing that. It has to be like some big action movie or something. Well, it's kind of like yeah. the Red Letter Media guys were speculating how, like, in ten years, movie theaters will basically just be playing Disney movies, like superhero movies yeah. and animated films. It seems to be um, the only thing people go to see in the theater yeah. now, anyway. So. And to a lesser extent, horror movies they yeah. they, they they do pretty well, and that's about the yeah. only thing they can make budgeted at a decent price point. Um, but yeah, it's seeing like an adult film now, not like a porno, but uh, like a movie starring adults just about normal things. Yeah, you pretty much have, grownups. Yeah, it's like t- TV now. You pretty much have to see it in a TV show or on Netflix as like yeah. a movie that they originally make. Yeah. Like Rain Man, mm-hmm. which was a huge hit in the late yeah, 80s. Yeah, like won the Oscar, right? Yeah, I don't think that could be... A movie that's mainstream anymore. I think that yeah. would have to be. You know, I think there's so many movie. movies that I that we probably all saw younger that you would not yeah. worry about going to see a movie, like going to the theater, like Aaron Brockovich. You know, watch it on TV. Pretty probably Woman. Right. No. Nope. Philadelphia. Nope. <laughs> Just watch that when it comes on TV. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I walked with the zombie. I walked with the zombie, zombie. <laughs> I walked with the zombie last night. What famous werewolf movie features zombies of the werewolf's victims? What? Features zombies. What famous werewolf movie features zombies of the werewolf's victims? Kia. Yes. Yes, Kia. Answer me. Is it... Like an of an, an American werewolf in London. That's correct. I would have also accepted Paris because it happens in that one as well. I, that's I know. Which zombie movie famously features a zombie fighting a real shark? <laughs> oh, I've seen this clip. I've never watched the movie though. I can't. I don't know what the movie's called. Options, or do you want to take a guess? I would ask for options, but zombie fighting a real shark. That's right. Kia. That sounds familiar too. Okay. What's the answer? Oh shit! I didn't say my name. It's I, I true, meant you options. Did. <laughs> Jeff, will you allow the options, or should she have to answer something? I'll let you make the decision, sir. Let's just do the options. Very well. Very gracious of you, Jeff. That's right. Very gracious. A. Ballet of the Dead. B. Shark Zombie Revenge. C. Ocean of Blood. D, Zombie 2. Jeff. Yes. D, Zombie 2. Correct. Is the first one you said ballet? Ballet of the Dead. Is that a real movie? No, I made I made up all those titles except for Zombie 2. <laughs> it's like I've never heard of. <laughs> there was anything. Shark Zombie Revenge was one of them. <laughs> I thought that could have been a sci-fi movie. Could be. We're going to test you guys a little bit here. What was the American title of the extreme gore zombie film directed by Peter Jackson? Yeah. 
That was definitely Kia. Oh. You don't remember. <laughs> no, I do remember. Then say it right now. What was that, American? Yes. Dead Alive. Correct. Ooh. Just for uh, reference, here are the options. A, gore man whores. <laughs> C, man slut zombies. And D, life dead. <laughs> I like gore man whores. I'm going to use that someday. Gore man whores. <laughs> All right. So... The final question, mm-hmm. you have to say the iconic line, mm. they're coming to get you, Barbara. This is from Nine Living Dead. Mm-hmm. This is what the brother uses to chastise poor Barbara at the grave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you familiar with this, Kia? No. I mean, I've seen Nine Living Dead, but just like once. But Would you like to see the clip? Johnny. You're still afraid. Stop it now. I mean it. They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Good. Nice. Nice. Jeff? They're coming to get you, Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's going to Jeff. That's going to Jeff. That was great uh, delivery. At the end of the day, it ended up being closer. Really? But I pulled it out. Did you? That's, That's what, what she, she said. said. <laughs> <laughs> it's five to seven. Wow. On top, after all this time. I haven't won in a very long time. It's, you've had a dry run. It's true. And I was a sore loser. In the last, no, no. Oh, Kia. In the last no. podcast, maybe the last couple, I was a gracious loser. But now I'm not a loser. <clears throat> Are you a gracious winner, or are you going to keep running your mouth? (laughs) You're the one that runs around the table. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this edition of Half-Assed Horrorcast Trivia. Zombies, zombies, zombies. A winner, Kia. Our defeated champion, Jeff. Hey, this is Jason Marsden. I'm here on the Half-Assed Horrorcast. You know what's not half-assed? Jeff and Craig. They're not half-assed at all. They got all their information here. Appreciate them for having me. Well, Dash, you have anything you want to say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jason. Step step aside. See, I I think think, uh, Jeff and Craig are pretty weird, but, you know, I think I'd rather them be weird than dead. Anyone want a, uh, a black cow at the world of stuff? Follow me. Okay, uh, every week we like to end the Half-Ass Horrorcast with a segment entitled, What's Making Us Scared? In which we talk about things in the horror community and genre community at large that are making us excited and that we would like to share with you, our listeners. Kia? Yeah. Kick things off with what's making you scared this episode. I have three, but they're very fast. They better be fucking fast <laughs> as lightning. <laughs> well, I mentioned the book Nosferatu by Joe Hill on this uh, podcast before about a character named Charlie Manx who abducts children and takes them to this really creepy place called Christmas Land. Oh. Great book, and it was being made into a TV show, and that TV show 
has arrived. It hasn't started yet, but if you've watched Walking Dead or you've watched AMC recently, they have these little teaser trailers that don't show really much of anything. show any characters but they just show enough to kind of tease it and it's Nosferatu and um, there is a picture because Charlie Manx the main villain is being played by Zachary Quinto from Heroes and American Horror Story and I'm sure a lot of other things that I can't think of right now and there is uh, pictures of him as Charlie Manx that are really creepy and they look really good so I'm really excited about that starting Um, my other two things are of course Buffy related um, mentioned the Buffy comics starting, the, the reboot of the comics starting under, um, is it Boom, I think? Yeah. It moved from Dark Horse to Boom. And it's finally here. I read the first issue, and it's so good. The art is so good. The writing is so good. If you've watched Buffy, you're familiar with the characters. They speak a certain way. And whoever's writing it, I don't have the name off the top of my head, but they really capture how Buffy speaks, how Willow speaks, how Xander speaks, how Giles speaks, how they all speak. Super excited about it. The second issue is being sent to me right, right now, Sorry. and um, I'm excited about it. So that's really good. And also, Craig mentioned that um, um, apparently blood drives use horror movies or something to get people oh, to I give blood. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and Red Cross. Doing a, a Red Cross. Red Cross, yeah. and they're doing a, a Buffy blood drive. Yeah. Um, you said they're, they're setting it up right outside the Torrance High School where it was set. Mm-hmm. When she was in high school and different locations around the country, including here in Nashville and in Atlanta. Um, I don't, I'm not sure what you get. I don't know if you you do get some sort of Buffy. It said in the advertisement that some, you get some kind of Buffy swag yeah. for donating blood. So, and I think in Nashville it's March 10th. Um, let me look it up. Buffy the Vampire Slayer wants your blood. Um, it's for Buffy's 22nd anniversary. And it's in our March 11th. March 11th. So. In Atlanta, Charlotte, Nashville, and New York City. So, as well as the Torrance High School in Los Angeles. So, may do it. Who knows? But um, I think that's really cool. And yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. I, I just want to know when you donate your blood, where is it going to? Oh, you think it's going to vampires? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, keep them placated. I do. Yeah. I support it. Very excellent. Jeff, what's making you scared? I only have two things. (laughs) My main thing is uh, I've mentioned Dr. Lady several times on the podcast. Mm. He hasn't put out a new video in like two and a half years. And last week he put out the first video he's done in that long. And we're back. Hello, good morning, and welcome once again to Creepy Cheapies with Dr. Lady, where we take a look at the best in reasonably priced Halloween masks. And uh, he's doing it every week now because he just put another video out yesterday. And I was, like, super excited to see it when it popped up on my phone. Like, I get, like, notifications when he puts a new video out. And it's like, you know, Dr. Lady has posted a new video. I was like, what? Yeah. No way! So, I saw the new one because it was uh, for the Bram Stoker Dracula yeah. mask, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, it's really cool because, like, um, he quit doing the videos and then he got sick for a while. So, like, it's kind of worried about him for a while. I was yeah. worried about, you know, he wouldn't make any more videos or anything. But now he's, you know, it's, it seems like he's back in full force. So he's pretty excited about it. What convention did we meet him at? Um, most recently, 
Maskfest. Maskfest. Yeah, yeah, because he had a had a booth there, and um, he mentioned, you know, just how his health was kind of, you know, kind of getting better gradually yeah. and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, he appears to be back on top. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, very cool. Really, really happy about that. And uh, also the, the the other thing I'll mention, we talked about the horror critics journal that we were writing in for the yeah. review. Uh, I won a drawing contest and won one of these. So thank you to Cheap Chills for this super cool book. It's Ben and Amanda Walker Story, yeah. I think. And he did uh, Ben Walker Story did the artwork in here, and it's yeah. super awesome artwork. I love it. Yeah. So thank you so much. Just a sidebar, I also <laughs> was in that contest. I uh, really worked hard on my drawing. <laughs> really hard. And uh, I think it's shit. <laughs> it's good though. It's good for your uh, your character to get beat down every now and then. Makes you want to come back swinging. It's definitely what it does for me. Or just sit on the porch and just <laughs> let let it wash over. Let it you. wash over you. So yeah, I've got a couple of things that are both also very quick, and they're both things that I've shared on social media, but I uh, haven't talked about on the podcast. But uh, our good buddy Dr. Udru. Andrew J. Wright uh, did a recent video on his prolific YouTube channel uh, where he does video essays on the horror genre. Uh, He did a video on uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Hello, horror fans. I'm Dr. Udru. In this video, I'm looking at Universal's 1954 monster movie classic, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. So put on your fins and let's dive in. And he dedicated it to uh, Julie Adams. And uh, it's really well done, and it's only, it clocks in like under seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in Creature from the Black Lagoon and some of the behind-the-scenes shenanigans uh, pertaining to it, it's a really great uh, primer for it and just a really well-done uh, video. And if you haven't checked out his channel yet, you definitely need to. Uh, so that's Dr. Udru. Yeah, his videos are very, very good. I love yeah. them. And he's, in the past year, he's been putting himself in them a little bit more because they used to be straight video essays, but now he's yeah. kind of doing a little bit more bits of humor and featuring himself more. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. I like the direction he's taken with it. So. Me too. The other thing is uh, our friend Mark. Uh, this is Mark in Tennessee, Marco Estes. He's a friend of the show and a listener. Uh, he started his own uh, blog where he is writing about the horror genre and kind of his own uh, point of view of it and everything. And he's done a really great job. It's called um, Midnight Social Distortion. Uh, and if you put that in a search engine, you'll come up to his um, social media and, and his website where he writes uh, pretty easily, I would say. But midnightsocialdistortion.wordpress.com. And that's where you can also find him online. And uh, he's at the anti-critic in uh, Twitter. But uh, he did a really great series in February where it was like black characters and horror films that survived the the movie. So he he just like listed like you know characters mm-hmm. you know from these horror movies that actually managed to make it and beat the stereotype of getting killed early in the movie. And uh, he had quite a quite a list going or whatever. It kind of like went against the stereotype of you know uh, the black character getting killed early on. But uh, they're really short and punchy, and they're always really funny. And he always throws in like some trivia that kind of goes along with it, and so you get some background. But it's going to take you less than five minutes to read. He, he did a really good job <laughs> making them like really brief. So just really good uh, horror writing about something maybe a little off the beaten path. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, that's Midnight Social Distortion. Yes. And uh, I guess that's got it. Oh. Yeah. Craig's, 
I'm picking. Pick I, I get to pick the movie. So next episode of Half Ass Horrorcast, we are doing Wes Craven's The People Under the Stairs, available on Shutter and probably many other places. So track it down if you want to be up to speed. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Keep slamming that evil. There you go. Keep busting. Merry Christmas. Uh, Hope you enjoy my last episode of the Half Ass Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Half-Assed Horrorcast. You can find us on Instagram at Half-Assed Horrorcast, Facebook at Half-Assed Horror, Twitter at H-A Horrorcast, and you can send us an email at Horrorcast at gmail.com or visit our website, HalfAssedHorrorcast.com.